Welcome everyone to this episode of the Palmetto Guardian. I'm Sergeant Chelsea Baker. And I'm Specialist Flonasia Niels. And today we have a familiar face in the studio with us. Um, some of you may recognize him, some of you may not, depending, because he's not in uniform anymore. But we have um, former Specialist David Erskine with us, if you would like to say hi to everybody. That's right, I'm back, baby. <laughs> well, you technically haven't really left, left. No, I haven't, I haven't left, but I've, I've pulled back from doing a lot of stuff, um... I just kind of hang out and answer questions for y'all time to time. But other than that, no, no I don't, I don't, I hadn't done a podcast in a while or anything else like that. Yeah. So you're out of uniform technically. So you're retired on the military side, but on the civilian side, you're still kicking it with us for a little bit longer. So yeah, waiting for that part of the retirement going through. I kind of, I went for the trifecta. I, I uh, went through a med board and then medically retired from M-Day side and now in the process of retiring out of the federal technician side. So uh, before too much longer here, I will have nothing at all to do. <laughs> so how does it feel being out of the military, though? Like, do you miss it at all? Or um, I knew that question was going to come. <laughs> and I, I don't know if I have a, a super great answer for it. Um, but... It's, it's different. Okay. So it is nice to be away from it. Like having your weekends back, like you never understand how aggravating it can be that you're down a weekend every month. Like when you're just planning to do stuff, like my family calls me now. I was like, Hey, can you do this this next weekend? I'm like, I don't have to check my schedule. I I don't have anything to do. Um, it is a little weird being out of uniform because I've served right in total, right close to 18 to, to 20, 19 years, somewhere in that that realm. Um, like, when I first retired, I didn't, like, put my uniform up mm-hmm. for, like, a month or so. Like you I just was, had it, like, laying there? I just had it laying there. <laughs> like, I felt like I was going to get a call and somebody's like, ah, just kidding, show up at drill this weekend. Um, so that's that's been some adjustment. And, and I think the other weird part of it is I started working when I was 12 with my stepdad doing construction work and stuff like that. So I've, I've always had a job and I mean, I'm still working now, but not as functional or as useful as I I used, used to be, or used to want to be, I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, so that's, that's a little bit weird. Like there's not a whole lot of purpose or direction in my life right now. So I'm trying to kind of figure that part out, which is driving my wife nuts. And, uh, of course my son, I have all kinds of free time to stare at him now, which makes him highly <laughs> uncomfortable being 13. Um, just sit there and look at him. What are you doing now? He's like, same thing I was doing two seconds ago, Dad. And I'm like, no, no. Um, so you don't have a honey-do list to keep you busy? Well, I would, but at this in particular time, I'm in transition of moving houses, so I don't even own my own house right now. Um, I'm actually staying with my mother-in-law, so there's limited stuff to do around there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's it's – it's a lot of change and interaction going on at like one time. And it's, uh, it's interesting to try to figure out where you fit in that puzzle at this point in time. Cause you know, before you wake up, you don't have to pick out, like if you work full time, uh, to the military, which I did as a technician, obviously the last few years, like you don't have to wake up and think about what you put on to come to work. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, your schedule's set, you know, you know whatever and of course like I think I own like three collared shirts when I got out that would be 
reasonable enough to come into work, you know, in a, in a civilian type status. So I was like, Oh, I have to go shopping. <laughs> I actually have to go look for clothes. Um, and that well, was that stressful. Fun. No, not, well, for, not for guys. Oh well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, it's so stressful. So stressful. And, uh, you know, not all clothes are as flattering form fitting as, as say the uniform is on, on, on more rotund people. Um, so that's, you know, I had to work through that part too. So, uh, it's it's been interesting. It's just it's been a, a process, something different to do. Yeah. How do you feel though? Like, because I mean, like you said, you've been in the military for almost twenty years, close to it, and you've done all these different jobs and stuff, and you've been a technician for the last several years. How does it feel to um, see where this started? Because I mean, you were the the starting ground of the studio to where it is now and where it's going. How how does that make you feel? Ah. Uh. Um, you know, I'd have never imagined the studio would have gotten as popular as it did. Um, so when I started the studio, part was, is, is I wanted to have something to be able to produce and innovate videos and, and, and innovate videos and things of that nature. But part of it was, I just wanted my own workspace, uh, <laughs> <laughs> to be completely honest, I, I was working up in the third floor, up in the cubes around public affairs. And when you're editing video and you got headphones on and people just keep popping in and out mm-hmm. and behind you and it interrupts your flow. And you know, what took should take an hour, took you two hours. And so, you know, it was a little bit of selfishness, I guess, in wanting a studio, but I, I did want to be able to create, uh, a higher quality video for the guard. I just didn't imagine it would, um, get to this point. Um, cause we really do have a lot of, a nice stuff. There's other stuff that, you know, the studio could use to and Im- continue to improve upon, but like for where we started, mm-hmm. like this is, this is light years beyond where I'd, uh, I thought I would see it within my own time being here. So pretty wild. Pretty wild. Oh, I need to continue. <laughs> no, All right. All right. I, th- I thought you had something else to say. No, no, no. That, that was that was kind of it on that. I mean, now as far as I guess, I guess I could add this in. I mean, um, I feel like it. It'll get even better now that I'm leaving, which is odd to say, right? Like, I don't think a whole lot of people think in in that concept when they do a job because they feel like they were the anchor of the job. Of course, I mean, I did feel like I was the anchor while I was here, but with an anchor also comes old ways of doing things. Right. I mean, I, as much as I tried to innovate and change things, there are certain things I was just setting my ways about like, this how we're going to do it, mm-hmm. you know? So removing me from that equation allows a whole nother set of ideas to take over and hopefully evolve past, um, even what I've been able to do, which is, you know, what I tried to set y'all up to do, right? That was the whole purpose of me training you in particular, Baker. <laughs> either my do I get dir- my stamp of approval yet? Or my little certificate to hang on the wall? <laughs> you will either be my greatest accomplishment or my greatest failure. We will see in the future. But uh, no, no, I mean, no, you do actually, you do pretty good with stuff. And um and I mean, it'll be a learning experience for you just the same as it was me, because like I said, I mean, you'll innovate new things and, and create new ideas here and hopefully evolve this past, you know, what I've done. Yeah. Specialist Niels, do you have any 
questions for Mr. Erskine over there? Oh, yes. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I have a lot. No, this is not a roast situation. Let's go. All oh, right. no, that's something we could do before you actually leave. That's actually a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I like that. Yeah. But um, in all honest, honesty, excuse me, um, as a newcomer, newcomer coming in or whatnot, seeing how um, the studio operates or whatnot and how – Baker and and Andrews and you all work together and you all have the you know um, what's the word I'm looking for that connectivity and symmetry chemistry no, chemistry there we go <laughs> chemistry there we go there as you can it. see chemistry is not my thing but um <laughs> but yeah but it's just seeing how y'all flow is it's it's kind of like seamlessly so me coming in how I guess what what advice would you give me I guess um. The same advice I gave Baker and Andrews. There is no box. Okay. You know, you always hear people come in and say, oh, think outside the box. Well, I told them there is no box. There's nothing to think outside of. If you can create it, if you can imagine it, if you're willing to put the work into it, if you're willing to research the process and you can sell your idea um, to whoever's in charge of the studio and then also to the third floor and leadership, then let's go with it. Mm-hmm. I've never tried to restrict them uh, when I was here working. You know, if they came to me with something and was like, I mean, the podcast technically wasn't my idea. Like I tried to do one earlier on in my career and it failed horribly, like crashed and burned type failed. And Baker came to me and was like, I want to do a podcast. And I said, okay. Here's things that I messed up on when I did my podcast. Go research this, bring it to it, let's shoot it, and see if we can sell it, you know, mm-hmm. as 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 a, a good product that's useful for the guard. And she did. And we've evolved it since then. So the reason they work seamlessly or we have the chemistry is I've always allowed them to have that chemistry, mm-hmm. you know, to to take those steps and to think outside of the fact that there is no box. There are no limitations. Um, and, and the same should apply to you. Um, now, obviously, I'm not in charge of this area anymore, and Sergeant Baker may choose to run things differently. Um, but I think, that's a, I think that's a big thing in, in a lot of people's careers, in anything. It doesn't just have to be public affairs. Um, I was medical before this, and there was times where – we were in critical situations and things weren't going by the textbook. And so being able to come up with an idea and say, look, this is what we need to do to save this person's life. You did it, you know, type of thing. Um, so, I mean, that's one of it. And then the, the other part is, is I tell them, I was like, I get it. This job can beat you down. That's, that's any work, right? Mm-hmm. Coming in every day to day, you deal with your workflow, Sometimes it's super busy. You have to deal with business politics no matter where you're at. Um, and it can grade you into the dirt. And, and, and the big thing is, is, you know, everybody has bad days. I mean, every, everybody has them. I have, I have yet to meet anybody anywhere in all the different careers I've had, all the different places I've worked, not have a bad day. And so you have to have those bad days. But you also have to suck it up buttercup mm-hmm. and get the work done. You know, I was like, y'all can complain. Y'all can moan. You can throw yourself in the floor if you want to. As long as the work's getting done and we're producing and we're meeting 
you know, the needs of, of our supervisors and our bosses and ultimately the guard. And so I think I tried to nurture an environment that was both productive and open and, and easy to flow into. Um, you know, I kept things loose. I'm sarcastic and, you know, I cut up and joke and, I, you know, I always ask them about their personal lives and what's going on and, you know, everything from their dating to how their parents are doing to if they were looking for houses and, you know, and I tried to give them advice outside of just the work area if they chose to entertain it. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't know everything, but I have a limited set of life experience. So why not share it with them? You know, if they're like, Hey, I'm buying a house. How was your house buying experience? Well, this is what happened to me. This is some things to look out for, whatever. Their situation might be like that, might not. So, you know, work should be work should be fun at some level. Mm-hmm. Right? Work's work, but work should be fun at some level. And 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 part of that is the attitude of the individual doing the work. I'm getting to the point where so kind of a long round, but anyway. Um <laughs> But so when you come into work, if you're not, it's not fun unless you're having fun. That is true. As dumb as that saying sounds, it's just, I mean, you could be at an amusement park, Disneyland. If you don't think it's fun, it's not fun. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you come into work and you're like, this is terrible. I hate this. I don't want to be here. And that's what it's going to be every day for you. So as long as you come in with some level of positive attitude, you understand that, you know, as long as you're creating stuff and, and, and justifying it, I mean, the, the chemistry will happen. It'll mm-hmm. happen naturally, and it should. That was a long one. That was a long one. <laughs> starting, starting to feel like a marathon. I, mean, I was like, take a breath. Um, but no, no, that's fine. I'm glad, though, that, I mean, I'm. it's sad to see you go because even though we we have had our days, like you said, um, you've always, like, pushed us to do better and to th- – try to take something and make it better. I mean, especially a podcast. We started with the two of us sitting at a table with two shotgun mics, and now we have, like, a full studio setup. So, I mean, I'm glad that you were able to be here and experience this before you leave and hopefully still kind of stick around in the backgrounds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just to see, like, where it goes from here because, I mean, I'm not going to be here forever, so who's going to be the next person behind me and, and vice versa down the line? Like, it, it's – you don't see the bigger picture, I think, at first because when I first got here, it was do what Erskine says pretty much <laughs> and, and get the job done. But you also let me be creative and come up with new products and ideas and stuff like that. So to be – pretty much in your shoes now seeing like everything that you have to deal with on a daily basis plus running the studio plus shooting and editing and making sure stuff gets done when it's supposed to get done like it's a lot and a lot of people don't realize all the stuff that goes into it so I definitely appreciate all the time that I have with you a lot more now not saying I didn't before it just you it opens your eyes to to see like what this job really entails and the things that we have to deal with and the things that we are required to do or asked to do and all that, like, I mean, it's crazy, but th- this is our job and this is what we love coming here to do. Like, this is why I'm glad that I'm here and hopefully I can take your wisdom and all the stuff that I've learned from you and pass it down to Niels and Andrews. But 
I mean, I, it sucks. Like, I wish that you weren't leaving and retiring and all that, but I mean. Oh, it's been, time. Yeah, I know <laughs> it's time. So. You see a little gray in the beard. <laughs> Those are all you. That is not <laughs> that's me. That's all, your wife. <laughs> that's all you, Baker. No. Um, but no, you do make a good point there. And, and this is something. This is a pet peeve. I mean, this is pet peeve, and this is for anybody out there chooses, and I've kind of talked about it before in different podcasts, but if you're a senior NCO officer or just somebody in a position of authority or knowledge base, part of your job is to pass on that knowledge, period. No questions asked. Like, if you know something – and you're moving on or you're leaving or whatever, even if you're not, you should be, you should be passing that knowledge down to younger soldiers and airmen because that's the only way they're going to know. Um, and if you don't do it, then guess what? They're starting back over from scratch and, and you can't improve. You can't evolve past where you're at or come up with better systems or processes or anything else because you're territorial over the knowledge you have. No, that's the wrong answer. Period. Every day of the week, that's the wrong answer. I tried to teach Baker stuff every opportunity we could. You know, I used to tell her all the time, if if I get you to the point where you can take this job from me, then I've done my job. You know, um, I even told her towards the end there, when I knew I was retiring, I was like, if you want it, you're going to come take it from me. I said, because I've done this job. This is my studio. I'm not giving it up. If you want it, you earn it. I've taught you what you need to know. Come get it from me. And she did. I mean, it took a little bit. It took a little nudging, <laughs> you know. But, I mean, I, I can understand on her part, too, you know. That's kind of a, a scary step to take, and then you're not sure how I'm going to react in that situation, how territorial I'm going to be and stuff like that. But that's that's people with knowledge need to pass it, period. They need to pass it. And if you're not doing it, then you're wrong. And you could fuss at me if you want to, but you're wrong. <laughs> no, but I mean, that's a good point to bring up too, because um, on the military side, they always say that you should train and know the job above you. Because if that person is not there for whatever reason, or you're in battle and they're not there for whatever reason, like you need to be able to know how to do their job. So the people in those positions, like you said, should be training the lower enlisted and junior officers and stuff so that when they get up in those positions, like they're not running around trying to figure out what's going on. Like they have a good grasp on it and they can grow from it, which then in return, they can trickle that down to the next person below them. Yeah. we, We get, um, we get super territorial about our jobs and our positions. Right. And we think if we teach this person how to do it, they'll do it better than us and we'll lose our livelihood or whatever. And I can understand a little bit of self-preservation, but this is not that uh, that type of situation, you know? Like, if you're a sports athlete, right, and you got a certain technique that makes you the best defensive end in the NFL, okay, maybe you don't give up that secret because you're legitimately competing. But this is supposed to be one team, one fight, mm-hmm. you know? Everybody should be as educated or proficient as possible, and if you're holding knowledge or information – or not taking the time to pass it, like I said, you're just wrong. And that doesn't just apply to work relation or whatever, you know, supervisor to whatever, but also on anything. If, if you're the education person, 
and you know there's new scholarships coming out, you should be trying to push that information out to as many people as possible, whatever it may be. So, yeah, that's what I hope to happen. You know, that's that's what I hope you continue to do in this office is is give Andrews and give Nils as much education as you possibly can so that now that you're running this, every day you should be trying to train them to the point where they take the job away from you. Because at some point in time, you're going to want to leave. Mm-hmm. And you don't you don't want this to fall apart when you walk out the door, ideally. Yeah, we definitely don't want that. <laughs> it took us a lot to get to where we are. <laughs> so I'm not going to let that fall. <laughs> yeah. I can promise you that. One thing I want to bring up, too, that's kind of random. But um, for so long, we were pushing for, well, not pushing, but like uh, growing our YouTube and all that. And one thing I would like to mention, bef- like, I'm glad that before you left, we have finally hit over 600 subscribers because for so long, like that was one of our big goals that we wanted to accomplish. And like when we first started the podcast, we were climbing and then we kind of just plateaued and I'm just like, what's going on with this? Like we should be getting more subscribers. Like, and so I'm glad that we finally hit that, but also too, like we're coming up on our hundredth episode, like two Plus, years ago when we started this, in a million years, would I ever think that we would be hitting 100 episodes, like, already? It's and, just crazy. And we do better than most states. I'll go ahead and say it. <laughs> I mean, we just do. I mean, we're clean. We changed up uh, even the format now, you know. We changed up, which I, I like a lot better. I mean, I, I know we went with the round table thing and everybody was out there, but this this new setup with switching, it's just... It, for people who don't watch it on YouTube, it, it switches and moves mm-hmm. between, and it's just it's so much cleaner. It's so much more professional. I, I I really do like it. Um, with that being said, anybody who does listen to this or watch it on YouTube, if you have somebody in the guard that you know that doesn't have a subscription to our <laughs> YouTube channel, you need to tell them because it has information on there outside of the podcast for day to day stuff in the guard. Like we try to go do videos with education and safety and Mm -hmm. enlisted promotion and all that kind of stuff. So that information's there for you. So when you say there's no outlet or there's nowhere to find the information, we're trying real hard to get it to you. But if you don't go watch it, then (laughs) nothing we can do about it. Yeah. And not only that, but we want everyone's feedback. Like if you have topics that you want to know more about, we can do a podcast, we can do a video, we can do something to help push that information out. Like the sky's the limit. Like you said, there's no box for us within reason, according to whatever our boss says, yes or no. But, (laughs) um, but I mean, we're we're always asking like, what is stuff that the soldiers and airmen want and need and need to know? And we do, we do all this stuff for them. And I I don't know where the disconnect is with getting the information to them. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's something there. I mean, I mean, you can't, you should never make anything like joining social media or, or doing YouTube mandatory. But mm-hmm. with the amount of airmen and soldiers that we have in the South Carolina National Guard, you would expect kind of a majority of them to be involved in it just um, because there is so much information there. So, it's, I mean, it's not a – it's not have to, but it is a good – it's a good asset for people to find out information. So you should should take advantage of it if you can. Mm-hmm. And and you get to, you get to see me. <laughs> You have to scroll down a couple. Yeah, a couple, way back. You got to go yeah, way back. Yeah, you got to go way back to find you down in there and yeah. down in the weeds. But before we close out, is there anything that you would like to add or anything like that? Um, 
Yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah, well, I'll go ahead and take this. Um, it's been it's been a pretty good run. Um, I have some things about my military career I regret. Um, and I have some things about my military career I just absolutely hate. Um, but all in all, it it was it was a good run, and and, and I I got to meet. What made it worthwhile was the people. Um, dealing with some of the other stuff wasn't great, but definitely the the people and. Uh, things I got to do that I would have never got to done any got gotten to do anywhere else. <laughs> English first language. Let's go. Um, <laughs> was it was amazing. And I, looking back, uh, I would have done it all over again. I wouldn't have had to think twice. I'd have absolutely done it all over again. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you took the time out of your busy schedule <laughs> to sit down and talk with us before your second foot is finally out the door (laughs) but again thanks for talking to us you always give us good advice and words of wisdom so and thank you for your service (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) let's not start that (laughs) all right well for those of you who are watching and listening if you like this video make sure you give it a big thumbs up if you haven't subscribed to our channel make sure you hit the subscribe button and we will catch you guys in the next episode